Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Edge. Thanks to those of you joining us on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel and starting your week with us. He is Drew Dinsick, lead betting analyst with NBC Sports Edge. I am your host, Sarah Perlman. And coming up on today's show, Prop King, Ron Dalzell is here to explain how he's approaching Monday night football, as well as a busy night in college basketball. And it's never too early to start buying into college football markets. Chrissy Floyd will join us to get an early jump on where there's value in week 12. We also have our Edge of the Day and so much more coming up right here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Now, Drew, before we look back specifically in the NFL, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I had a wonderful weekend. It's been a beautiful fall here in Southern California, so absolutely no complaints. It was a little bit of a sleepy weekend in the NBA. I took a couple of days off. We had, uh, you know what the highlight of my weekend was, though. It was Thor's unbelievable parlay of Baylor outright and the under in that game. That came through at plus 450. My accounts were all flush on Saturday, thanks to Thor. So half tip to you, my guy. And then uh, the action yesterday was pretty weird. <laughs> I have to say it was a, nice a weird NFL it. Sunday. I don't know. How, how was your weekend? Well, Thor was, again, the highlight of my betting weekend. Um, I'll take the NFL aside. Not the best NFL Sunday for me. That being said, a weekend was incredible. I'm also here in California. I got some surfing in, beautiful weather, a lot of outdoors. And on Friday night, I was out to dinner having a few drinks. I look up. The Celtics get the win. So that was an amazing way to start the weekend after your edge of the day. So overall, incredible few days. We hope everyone listening had an awesome weekend and maybe a better NFL Week 10 than I personally did. I'm going to recap the weekend here, Drew, and then I, I kind of want your thoughts on how you think sure. these games now shape out the future. But three underdogs, one out, right? The Washington football team, probably the biggest surprise. They closed as nine and a half point dogs. The Panthers, one out, right? Plus seven. How about Cam Newton? I think he's back. And Vikings plus three and a half. They won as well. Favorites again, like we kind of said, six and six against the spread on Sunday, but good games for the public that ended up coming home is the Lions. Steelers that going under 40 and a half points ending in a tie, which Najee Harris had no idea you could end in a tie, which was really awesome to learn. And then the Packers covered the three versus the Seahawks. That was a sleeper game. And then the Chiefs, that was a big one for me and a lot of the public and yourself, I know, Drew, covered the two and a half one uh, last night, Sunday night football against the Raiders. 80% of the handle close to it came in on Kansas City. Your thoughts on kind of those games real quick here, Drew, and, and kind of what you make of those good games for the public in particular. 
Yeah, I mean, that's sort of been the story of the NFL season outside of last week's weirdness. Uh, you know, overall, obviously, my biggest position ended up being the Chiefs, and I was very, very, very relieved. I had, I had double dips. I took them some more at halftime, too, so that was a huge relief to see them actually play, you know, kind of get right. Mahomes, we talked about him being an outsider in the MVP conversation at 50-1 to 1 last week. He made some decent noise, obviously, five passing touchdowns. Uh, in a primetime game will always help your case if you're trying to, uh, you know, work your way back into that MVP market. And, you know, we don't really know what the playoff picture looks like right now. Usually by this time of season, it's pretty clear that there are a couple of teams that are in the driver's seat for a bye for home games, at least. But the NFL is amazingly flat right now. Really, outside of the Tennessee Titans, no one has distinguished themselves within division. We had expected the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to run away with the NFC South. They have one more win than the Carolina Panthers do right now. There is unbelievable parity that exists across the NFL. You can't really kind of point to any one team and say that they are putting together a dominant enough performance that they warrant substantial market support for a Super Bowl right now. And I think, you know, the month of November is going to prove to be enormously important in terms of shaking some of this stuff out. But good teams can have bad days. We've saw we've seen it now two weeks in a row where, you know, teams like the, you know, like the Buccaneers uh, mm -hmm. show up and play that way against Washington. That was a surprise. And, you know, similarly, you know, some of the underperforming good teams bounce back like the Bills, like the Cowboys, you know, the, you know, coming off of losses for them to kind of get things right in emphatic fashion uh, was good to see. You can have a little bit more confidence in those teams. And I think, you know, we look for that now this upcoming week with teams like the Ravens, teams like the Buccaneers, uh, and even maybe the Browns who are coming off of an absolutely embarrassing loss to the New England Patriots. That is the game that sort of a lot of the people in the media are talking about. Are the mm -hmm. Patriots for real? Is this the proof you needed? I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but that certainly looks like a playoff team to me. They sure do. And I guess I'll go on the other side and say the Cleveland Browns team, a team that you and I both bought in on. I could kiss that ticket goodbye. That's the nice way I'm saying it. They are not who I thought they were. And in fact, as they've been playing for the majority of the season, seems like how their season will shape up. Washington, as you mentioned, upsetting Tampa. 96% of the money line, including my money line, was on Tampa Bay. Panthers upset the Cardinals and over 90% of the money on Arizona. And the Jags covering the 10 could have won that game versus the Colts, 83% of the handle on the Colts on that one. Credit to Jay Croucher coming on our show, of course, and blitzing the board, talking about a ton of money coming in on Atlanta. Boy, the Cowboys took care of business there. So that was interesting to kind of take notes of what the bookmaker says. And that was a big win, obviously, for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get back to the NFL in a second, but a lot more plays to come. In the meantime, we appreciate you guys listening to us here on Bet the Edge, wherever you may be listening. Make sure to rate the podcast, of course, sign up. We're giving you actionable information information every single weekday in just about 30 minutes or less. The lines move quickly and we do want to make sure you're gaining an edge with us here. Yep. And you can hit us up on Twitter as well. We'd love to hear from you. I love hearing your tips. I love getting your questions. We do our best to get back to you in a timely manner and you can reach out to us with those tips, with those questions at will underscore capper for me and at Sarah Perlman for Sarah. Another guy that crushed it over the weekend that's been killing it as of lately. We mentioned Thor Nystrom. Now we have Von Delzell, who's been incredible 
with his primetime props, his props on Sunday night, and even college basketball. So I want all of your plays here, Vaughn, but I will start with Monday night football. I'll have a play on this game a little bit later as well. But right now, the Rams playing the 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, the 49ers getting three and a half points at home. The total ticked up a little bit, looking at 50 and a half on the board right now. But I called you the prop king as I introduced you. So that's where I want to go. Any props on the board that stand out to you right now on points bet? Yeah, so there is an interesting line that I thought uh, Tyler Higby has a four and a half receptions line. If you can shop around and find that one, it's going to move down to three and a half by the time this game starts. Niners are pretty good against tight ends, ranking 14th overall. But what I found interesting when I went back against all the game logs of tight ends against the Niners, only two tight ends have had five or more targets, Zach Ertz and TJ Hawkinson. So now you're asking Tyler Higby to have five receptions against the 49ers. I don't know. The Niners have some good linebackers, guys like Fred Warner, who can certainly guard any tight end uh, that opposes him. But Higby, by our NBC model, is projected to have 4.7 targets. So if he's not even projected to have five total targets, it's going to be hard to see him get five catches in this one, certainly. And he's projected to go under his receiving yards total as well. So definitely think a Tyler Higby fade is appropriate in this spot. They have Odell Beckham Jr. also coming to town, supposed to play. We don't know how much he's going to play tonight, but a guy like him certainly could get a couple receptions, a couple dump offs like that, as well as Van Jefferson, who's going to step up as a role in, in that offense. So Higby fade here, maybe some lunch money on an Odell touchdown, something like that would be fun as well. But I like Higby as my best bet tonight. I dig this. This is a solid look. And realistically, the Niners secondary, their cover corners are not good enough to really <laughs> yeah. warrant needing to go to Higby. Uh, Cooper yeah. Cup and Van Jefferson should have a very, very solid night. I think your uh, your crystal ball vision of how this offense plays out for uh, LA is pretty solid. Curious what you think, what else there's worth attacking on this Monday? It's obviously college basketball season. There are a handful of games that the market is very, very hot on right now. And I'm curious if we can get the best of the number in some of these. I noticed you'd circle the favorite in Penn State going up against UMass here. Can you help me understand why this is the advantage side? Yeah, so the Nittany Lions are not the same team they've been in the past years. Uh, we've known them to be a bottom seller team in the Big Ten, uh, a lot of coaching issues, but they've got Micah Shrewsbury now who's putting together a pretty nice roster. There's a guy I want you to watch out for, and his name's Seth Lundy of Penn State. Scored over 20 points in their first game. He looks very aggressive, and they also got a bunch of guys that come in like Jalen Pickett's from Siena, who I got the chance to watch last year in person. I liked him as an addition there. And they also have Sam Sessons and John Hara, they should be too much for the Minutemen because UMass's leading scorer is a guy named Trent Butrick. He's a grad student from Penn State. He just transferred from Penn State to UMass, and he averaged three points and three rebounds in 25 games with Penn State. He's now the leading scorer for UMass. Okay, that's not ideal in any world. And then we're talking about a UMass team that lost Trey Mitchell and to Texas and just lost by 20 to Yale in their home opener. So I certainly like Penn State in this spot. I think Penn State can blow them out. And I think the four is a good number here. It opened at two and a half and three last night. I got it at four and a half because, like I said, I think there's blowout potential. So the four is more than a playable here, in my opinion. Okay, looking now, certainly having agreement in terms of the side you're betting on. 78% of the handle right now coming in on Penn State and that four playing UMass. A game that I actually like cannot that. wrap my head around on the college basketball slate is Illinois playing Marquette. Illinois is laying eight points, and I had to take a double look at this one because I like Shaka Smart. I like what he did previously. Obviously, he's at Marquette. Two 2-0 two teams haven't played really any any tough competition yet. Eight's a big number, um, and knows the money actually coming in on Marquette. Curious to hear where you stand. If this is a play now, we're kind of wait and see how the market adjusts throughout the day. 
That brings joy to my heart hearing people on Marquette because they're going to be so disappointed tonight <laughs> when they see how bad this Marquette team is. We're talking about a Marquette team that ranks 347th out of 358 in terms of experience. They're not even returning an average of 0.69 years of experience, less than 20% of their minutes from last year's team. This is a completely remodeled team with Shaka Smart coming in because Marquette was that bad. And we're talking about they're taking on a fighting Illini team that is literally a title contender, ranks number one in adjusted defensive efficiency, top 25 in so many defensive markets. And then we look at what just happened. Illinois just destroyed Jackson State and Arkansas State. I mean, almost 100-point victories in those two games combined. Marquette had two wins against SIU Edwardsville of 11 and New Hampshire of five, okay? I am not believing in anything Marquette's putting on this court right now. And then as a row favorite, Illinois last year, was 6-1-1 one, and one to the over. They scored 75 or more points seven of those eight games. Their team total opened at 75.5 as well. So I bet both Illinois minus 8.5. It's down to 8. 8 is fine. And I bet the team total over 75.5, which is now up to 76.5. Fine to 77.5 considering SIU Edwardsville scored 77. New Hampshire scored 70 on this team. Illinois is going to be having a double-digit victory tonight. I think it's blowout potential. Kofi Cockburn is going to have a double-double, all that good stuff. Go, Illinois. Illinois looks to be clearly a top-10 team, if not a top-5 team in all of basketball. So this is a yeah. fascinating look. I will go to war with you with the Illinois Fighting Illini. And, uh, yeah, let's get a let's get a double-digit <laughs> win. Another interesting spot here, whereas we get a matchup between uh, Providence taking on the Big Ten in Wisconsin. Not in love with Wisconsin's you know, the way that they put this team together, to be honest with you, I think they look like a middling, if not bottom half of the Big Ten type of team to me. So I was kind of surprised to see them as six point favorites over Providence. Is this a decent spot for the dog? Yeah, another line that opened up way too high. I grabbed it last night about midnight at seven and a half. And then within 30 minutes, it was down to six. So obviously people were thinking the exact same thing here in this spot. Now, if you watch Wisconsin basketball, they win a ton at home. Like, they're a very winnable team at home. But when it comes to covering a spread, that's where they're not the same team. Uh, over the last two years in particular, they're 8-9 in the last 17. But I want to talk about the last 11 games as a home favorite. They're only 4-7 and seven against the spread. And they lost a ton of guys like Trevor Anderson, Aleem Ford, Micah Potter, Nate Reavers, Demetrius Trice, all these five guys that were starters or key role players. They lost them, and they play a slow half-court tempo offense that's ranking 339 out of 358 so when you have a slow offense with a bunch of new guys obviously you're not going to be as offensively inclined as some other teams like providence who has three guys that return nate rodson aj reeves and al Durham, who all combined for 43 points per game and when you can score 43 points per game through three guys against wisconsin you have a pretty good job of covering a pretty good chance of covering i should say so given providence's returners uh, the coaching there, I love Ed Cooley as well. I met him uh, at Mohegan Sun a couple years ago. Great guy. I cannot say how great of a guy is. His wife was a great person as well. So I'm a big Providence supporter, but in this spot, I like them against a Wisconsin team that they're catching them at a great time against a team that doesn't cover at home. So let's rock with the Friars. Love all your plays. This one I do happen to like as well. And if you look at our model tools on NBC Sports Edge, 
little bit of confidence coming in on the points with Providence there as well. Even some bigger money coming in on your side, 61% of the handle coming in on Providence. So we'll root for them as well. Love all of your plays. Vaughn, congrats on crushing it again over the weekend. Great week of betting for yourself. I hope we continue on for this week. Vaughn puts all his plays on Twitter at Sports. He also has so much of his plays there, as I said, and on NBCSportsEdge.com throughout the week with the NFL, NBA, and clearly college basketball picks. You're the best, Vaughn. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Drew. Let's get this money. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's NBA free pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Pacers and Pistons, Wizards and Hornets in Kings and Timberwolves. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, do yourself a favor, download it now. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I'm excited to get involved in week 12 in the college football market. And that is because we have good friend of the show who studies quarterbacks more than anybody else. It's Chrissy for joining us now. And Chrissy, the first game I looked when I saw some of the games you were targeting throughout the week was Wake Forest and Clemson. And I had to do uh, a little bit of research here as I'm looking right now that Clemson's laying three and a half, a little bit confused by this number. And clearly a lot of people are because people have jumped on Wake Forest early and often in this spot, 87% of the handle coming in on them now. And it's probably because Clemson hasn't beaten a ranked team this year. Your thoughts on this one? So I think that as far as this Clemson team goes, you have a top 10 defensive success rate, but as far as the offense goes, this is an extremely measly offense, not aver- not averaging a lot of points, not averaging a lot of passing yards. I think that Sam Hartman's been really lighting it up, doing a really good job. He's not in the Heisman conversation without reason. So I think that this is one that people really can jump on as far as Wake Forest. I think that this is a team that should be favored. I think it's a team that's going to do well on the road, and it's a team that beat a ranked team last week. Ooh, fascinating. Okay. Yeah, no, the Wake Forest has been, you know, the Demon Deacons have come kind of out of nowhere. They had that uh, one tough loss to North Carolina where I really felt like they were in that game. They should be, you know, they should still be undefeated. So uh, this is going to be quite a fun test, though, against Clemson. And we are seeing to this point, 
86% of the bet count, 87% of the handle has come out on Wake Forest. And usually the early people to market are, you know, they're a little sharper. They have a little bit better informed opinion. So I like that uh, uh, there's a little bit of early steam here on the Demon Deacons. Uh, another ACC matchup that I think is drawing a ton of attention here is Virginia at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh also having a surprisingly successful season. They obviously got a huge win against UNC last Thursday. Uh, they are 13 and a half point favorites here uh, against Virginia. Virginia comes into town bringing a pretty dynamic offense as well. Do you think there's uh, any room here for a dog under two touchdowns or is Pitt the right side? Not without Brennan Armstrong. That's my big thing in this one. I think that the spread would be a lot smaller if Brennan Armstrong was going to play in this game, but it's looking like he is not going to play in this game. But on the uh, at the quarterback position on the other side, we have Kenny Pickett, who has been absolutely lighting it up. Uh, he's another guy, another riser, kind of the same way as Sam Hartman, except in a much bigger way. This is a dynamic offense, pro-style offense that Pitt brings to this one. UVA does not have a very good defense. I think that uh, Pitt's going to come out here and have a field day. So I think that they absolutely do cover in this one. Arkansas is playing Alabama or Alabama's laying close to three touchdowns yet. I actually gravitate towards the Crimson Tide. And I do want to get your thoughts on Bryce Young here at plus 165 to win the Heisman. He's been stellar. The Crimson Tide are averaging over 44 points per game that season. That's This is astronomical. The total is only 56 for this game. Do you like the favorite and how much has Bryce Young impressed you throughout the season? And is there still value on buying in on him in the Heisman market? Yeah, I think the spread on this one is just a little bit too large for me to be comfortable. And I go back to when Alabama beat LSU about, I believe it was 20 to 14 in Bryant-Denny Stadium. And I mean, looking at the way that LSU did against Arkansas, beating Arkansas by a field goal, maybe that says more about LSU somehow reaching this weird level of improvement uh, toward the end of the season. But I mean, we've seen Alabama go up and down against some teams that it shouldn't go up and down against offensive line play has not been tremendous. It's a team of inconsistencies that is not as explosive as it usually is. I'm going to take Alabama to win, obviously, but I think that Arkansas is still going to cover here. So I think as far as the Heisman conversation goes, Bryce Young has been the leader for too long to me for it to not go to him. I think Matt Corral needs a little bit more explosiveness uh, to, to push ahead, and I don't believe he does, and everyone else behind him, I just – I just don't see it shaking out that way. I think it's pretty much, I wouldn't say decided, but it's going to take a lot of big moments for that race to shake up. God, yeah, I honestly, I cannot even point to like a signature moment for Bryce Young this year that you can be like, wow, remember when he did that awesome? And yet he surely is still your Heisman Trophy favorite. Uh, yeah, that's what my that's what my dog was saying earlier. Which <laughs> does she, not... was, she, she was pounding the table for Bryce Young. I think Sarah's dog or your dog, whichever one that started it, was also doing it. They were having a conversation. My dog not only loves underdogs like myself, but heard Bryce Young at plus 165 and said, Mom, there's value on the board. Luckily, I have a little bit of uh, betting action in the Heisman market already, but I'll continue to look. And something that was brought up a ton, I think from yourself, and, and I know Drew and I have talked about it, Kenny Pickett still sitting at 20 to 1. Needs a little more national attention, I think, but I actually still think there's value on him. Seems a little more wide open, but every year, just bet on someone from Alabama, you'd probably come out on top over the last decade or so. Chrissy, thank you so much for all your insight. We love following you on Twitter at Chrissy underscore Freud. Make sure to check out not only your handicap, but awesome quarterback breakdowns around the country on NBC Sports Edge. We'll talk to you soon. We end the show every single day the same exact way, and that is with our edge of the day. Favorite play on the board. I will take us in a little bit to Monday Night Football, where 
I really found a few props that I loved, and I think you'll be surprised where I'm going um, with an obvious play. But I'll, I'll start with you here, Drew, as you probably looked across the NBA slate, and it's a tricky one indeed, something that popped and jumped that there's still value to get in on in the association for tonight. It is a tough one. It was a little bit of a quiet weekend in the NBA. We didn't have very many, you know, didn't, weren't, weren't a ton of advantage sides to be had. A lot more of the attention was on college football and the NFL, obviously. But as we flip the calendar to Monday, there are loads of wrinkles and nuances to handicap. And I have settled on the Mavericks as four and a half point favorites as my edge of the day against the Nuggets. Nuggets coming in on a back-to-back. -back. They handled the Portland Trailblazers pretty comfortably last night. However, that was a night game. It was a late game. Nuggets traveled to Dallas. Uh, they get in late. They play a Mavericks team that is perfectly rested. This is a beautiful spot for the Mavericks to get right. The last two teams the guy, these guys faced off, I was on the Mavericks. It did not go well. <laughs> they got absolutely mowed down. So I'm hoping that this is a decent bounce back spot for Dallas. Dallas is amazingly eight and four this year, even though they've been very, very poor against the spread so far this season. Uh, a lot of their games have come into the under, but this Denver team, you know, outside of Nikola Jokic, they're not getting a ton of production outside of, you know, on their role players on their bench in particular. Dallas does have a deeper team. They have made a couple of improvements to this roster from last season to this season. I think they have downgraded their coaching, but hopefully that does not matter because there is no matchup defensively on Denver for Luka Doncic. Doncic should be able to get whatever he wants, whenever he wants in this game. Love the Mavericks as a small home favorite uh, and expecting the Nuggets just basically to uh, either, you know, fade as the game goes on or, or you know, or just uh, not be able to really get into the game from Jump Street. So Dallas Mavericks, uh, a decent look tonight in the association, played a little bit of the Wizards, played a little bit of the Orlando Magic as well. But that's it for me on this Monday NBA. Add the bonus play music the pow, pow, for the two at the end, but I do like that. Denver played three games in the last five days. Fatigue factor. Um, I followed your plays over on Friday. Those came home. I know you have an awesome read in the NBA and your model shows that. So I'll follow you with the Dallas Mavericks. As far as my play to wrap up the show, it's an obvious one. And I was looking for other props available that I loved for Monday Night Football. And I'm going with Cooper Cup, the obvious play, over eight and a half receptions because it is in plus money. If you look at other sports books available, you can find seven and a half juiced to minus 150, minus 175 at points bet. I found eight and a half. It's worth the flyer at plus 110 for me. If you look what he's done as of late, nine receptions and three of his last four games, he's been averaging close to 10 targets this season. And now Robert Woods, of course, out towards ACL, and it takes a long time to learn an offense. I don't think Odell Beckham is stepping in as wide receiver two or even three in this spot. So for one of the best receivers in the league against a sus secondary, as I say, time to time, I think they'll be able to take a lot of advantage this tonight in a bounce back spot in prime time for the Rams. I didn't like the three and a half. The total's been bet up. So this is my favorite play actually on the board. Uh, I think Cooper Cup we know is going to see even more, if that's even possible, target share. And I mentioned just in terms of San Francisco's defense, some stats to add to that. They bring 25th in the NFL against the pass in DVOA, allowing 7.2 yards per attempt. Just saying I like the quarterback props, but this is my favorite on the board receptions prop. I know it's 96, 96 and a half for receiving yards. I dabbled in the over as well. But I think he gets nine receptions tonight. So I'll go with Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the game, to go over in plus money tonight, Drew. I love it. I think uh, this offense goes through Cooper Cup. I don't think there's any denying that at this point in the season. Uh, and yeah, the Robert Woods injury puts that much more emphasis on his ability to perform in this game. Secondary for the Niners is quite sus. And realistically, I think it's been interesting to watch this market because the Niners have been bet 
uh, pretty aggressively. They closed from four down to three and a half right now. If you want three and a half, you can basically get it for flat. So this is trending mm -hmm. to three. If it's a competitive game, if this is back and forth, if this is as high scoring as the market thinks with a total of 50 and a half, then it is going to be all about Cooper Cup. So I love your look on this angle. So that's my angle. We are having, which we love, viewer questions and comments come in. I'm going to roll one to you here, Drew, because I believe sure. it's in the NBA. Oh, here we go. The parlay. Orlando plus nine. Oh, plus eight. What are you thinking? OKC is a tricky spot. They have a little bit of an advantage over Miami, but Miami, obviously, when they want to put their foot on your throat, you will feel it. <laughs> and OKC has struggled offensively at times this season. Orlando, I do love uh, in terms of the, them staying within arm's reach of Atlanta. As far as a parlay goes, that's not the worst on the board. Uh, Mondays are Mondays are a little always a little weird in the NBA, so why not take a couple dogs? Thank you for the, the question, Dan Kelly. And Drew, as always, has the analysis. If you're asking me, I love a good parlay. I'm known for it. But uh, probably play them individually as well if you love the plays. That wraps up our show here on a Monday. Don't forget to go to NBCSportsEdge.com. So much information to help you when you're done listening to us here, to, to help you with your wagers, even fantasy picks, plays, you name it. We have it there. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow right back on here on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. For Drew Densick, I'm Sarah Perlman, all of us here with NBC Sports Edge. Thanks for joining. Good luck with your plays. See you tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.